Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Broncos country, let's rock. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I've been pleased with his progress and where he's at. Final assessment from you here, Kurt Warner. Let's get it on Russell Wilson. The Rich Eisen Show. Can Russell either take that jump to become a better pocket passer, or does Sean have to adjust the system to get that to who Russell Wilson is? Earlier on the show, Steelers wide receiver George Pickens hosts a Bustin' with the Bulls. Will Compton and Taylor Luan. Coming up, ESPN senior writer Don Van Nata Jr. And now, Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We just keep going. Um, and uh, honestly, um, can't stop, won't stop. You know, and, and I have a feeling I understand as Taylor Luan is saying goodbye right now and in, in all the buzz. By the way, take your time leaving. It, uh, I never thought I would have a Jewish yeah, goodbye no with the bussing guys. <laughs> but, uh, and it's interesting. Oh, they're signing our, our helmet. Okay, very good. It's a player's only helmet. It's a player's only helmet. It's a player's only helmet. Um, and now I know why Taylor was asking me about my uh, face wash and moisturizing routine. I don't know. Who, who's the one who's got the hand cream? Which one of you guys oh. is doing that? Of course, it's Taylor Watt. Actually, I mean, real quick, did either so, of these guys play in the Rose Bowl? Did you, Taylor, did you ever play in the Rose you Bowl? At, mm, well, Rose never Bowl? once in the actual Rose Bowl. Because okay. ah, we have Rose Bowl seats that so we right get back players who yeah, play in the game play. to sign. Mm-hmm. All right, so ball. just the helmet for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there they go. All right, fellas. See you guys. Fantastic. Be well. Safe what travels. What a blast. See, we are cool. We're cool. <laughs> Everything's great. And Everything's no great. We just need to get to Nashville. We are now. beefless. Yeah. Could you imagine? We're vegan. There's no beef here. Pescatarian. No I got to eat some meat. That's true. Salmon is delicious. You know what I'm that was fun. That was great. Don Van Natta of ESPN is joining us. We're going to class up the joint a little bit now. <laughs> with One thing he won't be asking me about is my face wash and moisturizing routine, which for our radio <laughs> audience now is what... We had 90 more seconds to go on our Roku feed, and that's what Taylor asked me about. I thought we would talk about the bussing with the boys uh, bowl between Michigan and Nebraska. Nope. Nope. Wants to know how you stay wrinkle-free. He does. Am I? Are you wrinkle-free? Ish. Look at you. Look at me. Pretty clear. Yeah. By the way, yes, look at me on the Roku channel every day. From noon to 3 Eastern. Well done. I still can't get past that one. 11.02 here on the Roku channel. Yeah. And we re-air immediately. We do. By the way, if you missed the if last you missed hour. missed anything. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. <laughs> if you missed anything of the first two hours. Yeah, about two hours and 20 minutes. We re-air, re-air on the Roku channel every day after our third hour is over. There's our podcast as well on the Cumulus Podcast Network. Get it where you get Bussin' with the Boys. Uh, all three hours every single day. You can check us out. 
YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Um, George Pickens was a delight in our number one. He was. Right? Get him in fantasy. All right. Um, and, uh, and now, what, what do we... Oh, we have a couple of sound bites in the shoot here. Okay. I don't feel we have carped on Trey Lance nationally. I don't think we are part of the national media that I has think, been critical of Trey Lance. I think no. we've been one of the few shows who is pro Trey Lance. Because we, we just want to see him play. We met him and we liked him, and that kind of influences your opinion, All right? All I'm doing when I sit here to talk about him is look at his predicament. You're just being honest. It's, and he see. has a predicament that he's a kid who last played consistent quarterback organized football in 2019. It's been a while. <laughs> and that's one, a fact. He played the first game in 2020 and then and then COVID. North Dakota State, you know, or right, shut shut down their season. Right. And then the 2021 draft. And then he, obviously and then in 2021 he, played, he got injured. He, well, he played a little bit. He threw the first touchdown he pass did. of the Niners season he in did. 2021 cuz the idea was he would be the guy in the red zone creating problems in the red zone and Jimmy G would just go from 20 to 20 and then all of a sudden it's like let's just stick with Jimmy G. And then he got the shot to start the season as any third overall pick is going to get heck or high water. He's going to start. Then it was a monsoon in Chicago that day. Not a real, that great. not a fair assessment. And then week abilities. two off on a cart. See you later. Yeah. And so they got Sam Darnold. And I've, how many people have I asked is Sam Darnold there as Purdy insurance or Lance insurance? And the answer was he was there as Purdy insurance. When he was brought in, Brock Purdy was just fresh off of wing surgery. So when, when I say, you know, hey, Brandon Allen's getting all the snaps, does that mean in some way, shape, or form, or not all the snaps, a significant, a large number of snaps, does that mean he's somehow, somewhere, they're, they're using him as Lance insurance? I don't, you know, it's just a simple question that you're asking, and then you just see what you saw on Sunday. Darnold looked way more comfortable, and Lance looked a lot more shaky. And it's obvious, as David Shaw pointed out on Monday's show, Darnold looked like a guy who's played 55 games in the National Football League, and Lance looked like a guy who hasn't played a lot of organized ball since 2019. That's the way it is, unfortunately for him. Michael Lombardi, our friend, uh, on his pod, was very basically said something along the lines that, you know, when his mom took him out of the crib, he didn't have the abilities or not, or, or the, the idea of how to play quarterback. Or I shouldn't power. I, bottom line is I'm paraphrasing him saying Lance isn't very good and is not going to be very good mm-hmm. in this league. Cue the question of Kyle Shanahan on Wednesday. Coach, there's been a lot of negativity around Trey Lance in the national media recently. Yesterday, there was somebody coming out saying that Trey doesn't have the quarterback instinct. What do you have to say about that kind of comment? Uh, it just goes with the territory. I mean, it goes with it for quarterbacks. It goes with it for anybody who's a high draft pick, but especially a quarterback. Uh, you watch, and that's one of the tough things, I, I think, for that position, but also for high draft picks. I mean, you watch receivers come in the league, and they have a few drops early in camp, and um, there becomes a lot of pressure on them. People want to see those people take off and do it right away and have no flaws, and that's just part of it. Is there anything you've had to address with him, or is he pretty good as far as the mindset, knowing what comes with the territory? Uh, I mean, Trey is 
extremely smart, very socially aware. He knows how the world works, and um, so he does his best, which I think he does a damn good job of, of trying to block that out and just focus on getting better, and I think that's what he's done so far. When his mom lifted him up from the crib, he didn't have that QB instinct is what Michael Lombardi tweeted out. He won't win the backup QB spot based on what I've seen and heard. Very demonstrative. And if he doesn't win the backup quarterback spot, he's going to be the third, and he will be there. And he will be there. And I have a feeling Sam Donald's not going to play very much this year either. I believe in Brock Purdy, and so does this team. And I don't see, unless Purdy's hurt, that they're going to take him out. Do you think... Brock Purdy will be removed from action this year due to ineffectiveness, and the Niners need to see what they can get out of Sam Darnold. Yay or nay, Chris Brockman? I say no. Yay or nay, TJ Jefferson? Rich, I think that defense is so great that they're going to keep them in a bunch of games, so I'm going to say no. I'll say no, too. I also think it has to do with did Shanahan's kind of arrogance <laughs> about the... <laughs> you just can't get off that. I'm not alone. I mean, I read everyone's comments. I'm not alone in thinking that. Man, oh, man. It's not arrogance. I mean, his arrogance would have been what? We're going to, if he was arrogant, he would be starting Lance. That's arrogance. That, like, I saw, I, mean, that's a, that's a I saw Lance. That's an interesting point. Okay. I drafted Lance. I, I traded okay. up. And uh, uh, in the middle of pro days, I traded up. And not as not 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 for anybody but Trey Lance. And he is going to play. I don't care how bad he looks. That's a fair retort. Okay. What if they had just drafted Mac Jones like everyone thought in the first place when they traded up to number three? Well, Bailey Zappi would be starting week one. This is not an opportunity to troll on me. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, ask, because, I'm just asking a real question. Because you wouldn't. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Bailey Zappi would be starting week one because he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be where you are. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe Tom Brady came back to New England. Yeah, that's an interesting what if. I mean, we're really going down the what if wormhole here. Crazier things but in, have happened. But in all seriousness, um, I, I I have no idea. I have no idea. You did see. Look, man. Here's the bro. Here's the thing. They've gone out on a limb though hey, to really defend Purdy and come out in a way that Bill hasn't with Mac Jones. Well, it's just say that's that Bill's he's way. A starter. That's Bill's way. So yeah, he's going to play the whole of the year no matter what. Brock Purdy is exactly what you're hoping for in the NFL. Somebody who will take care of the football. Somebody who can be elusive in the pocket if need be. I mean, he can move. He can make the throws you want and need him to make, and he is on a seventh-round last-pick-in-the-draft contract on a team that is ready to win now and believes in him because of what he did at the end of last year. What a dream come true, and that's unfortunate for Lance. If If Purdy didn't happen last year, right, wouldn't Lance be starting week one? And there'd be a battle like, will he just start Darnold over Lance because he just isn't ready to go? Wouldn't that be the conversation right now? Uh, would they have went and got uh, Sam somebody Darnold? else? Would they would, would they have gotten Sam Darnold? Would they have knocked on the Vikings door for for Cousins right. if Purdy didn't happen? If we're going down the if wormhole here, right. like boy, are we ever right now? 
Also, what Purdy does is what Shanahan wants. He runs the offense. He and and one, two, three, step throw. What Jimmy G did not do, as we saw, especially in the Super Bowl. That's what I'm saying about Lance. I am not being critical of his abilities or again, Michael Lombardi has been around football way longer than I have. Quarterback instinct. I'm not being critical of that. I'm just saying he doesn't have the opportunities and it's not happening again. Again. He didn't lose a game that he was again. starting and he brought George Kittle back to life. And the question is if Purdy somehow, some way has to come off the field in Pittsburgh week one, who does Shanahan turn to? And I would definitely say it's going to be Sam Darnold. Oh, a million well, percent. Yeah, absolutely. You are not going to throw some kid in the deep end of the pool in week one in Pittsburgh, PA, with TJ Watt there. <laughs> yeah. Cam Hayward Cam there. Hayward, yeah. Patrick Peterson there, Minka Fitzpatrick there, okay? You're not doing that to Lance in week one. You're going to bring in the kid with a, a lot more experience. That's all I'm saying about that. And then just let me hit this here, Matt. Mac Jones. Here's what has to happen. All seriousness, all kidding aside. It is best practice today. Dude, here's what has to happen. Whatever the hell was in his headset, in his helmet, and in his meeting rooms, his rookie season. Repeat, rinse, and do it again, and do it again, and yeah. do it again, because what he did in his rookie year he made the Pro Bowl. was <laughs> absolutely special. Special. When Trevor Lawrence was, he was the best rookie of that class in his rookie season. When Trevor Lawrence was in the middle of the uh, Urban Meyer insanity. Yeah. It wasn't even close. And Zach Wilson was not ready. And Trey Lance didn't even get on the field. And Justin Fields, if you remember, was having Matt Nagy try to turn him into Mahomes, sitting him out all year. Mac Jones was terrific. Mac Jones set up Nick Folk for a, a game winner against Tom Brady in New England. And Brady's return. Mac Jones, I keep saying it. I'll keep returning to it. I saw him with my own two eyes in SoFi Stadium against the Chargers on Halloween weekend. Just 100% outperform Justin Herbert. 100% outperform Justin Herbert with, one would say, and I think you could agree with this, this is not a troll, a much less talented offensive weaponry yeah. at his disposal. And the Chargers? And the Chargers. Yeah. He outperformed just that game was a wrap. Susie and I brought the, left the kids left left early. It was over. They were running like their two minute offense with seven minutes to go. And what what Mac Jones was doing was sliding instead of running out of bounds to keep the clock going. He was situationally aware. He was doing everything that he needed to do. And last year was such a debacle. Well, speaking, and not of his of, own doing. Not of, of arrogance. It was Bill's arrogance thinking that he so, could just bring in his buddies to to run the offense. Bill O'Brien knows what McDaniels was doing. He knows exactly what was working for Mac Jones in his first season. And I'm sure bringing his own flavor of coaching and scheming to the table. He's been in this building before, on that sideline before, with... Mac's predecessor. And his success with Mac's predecessor got him to Penn State, which got him to Houston, which got him to Alabama and back to the New England sideline. I mean, 
I think it's still in there with that kid. I think so, too. I think it's absolutely still in there with that kid. Just bring it back out. Take last year, throw it in the trash bin of history. Yeah, by all accounts, you know, the reports you see, the guys that cover the team, it's night and day. O'Brien has come in and really established. Mac Jones has been great, had his best day today against Green Bay. And, and it in is their be- joint practices. And I, I've, I've mentioned it many times in relation to San Francisco and our first hour guest, George Pickens. They're playing each other week one. It's getting time to start talking about stuff like that. New England hosting Philadelphia week one. Oh, not a great start for your boys. <laughs> the quick game best not suck that day with Jalen Carter looking the way he's looking and the rest of that front seven being what they are and the rest of that team, no doubt, trying to wipe the bad taste of the Super Bowl lost out of their mouths and just wipe their feet on the welcome mat in Gillette and walk out of there feeling great again. What a week one that is. Belichick v. Hertz. Monster. Mac Jones v. Name a Georgia Bulldog on that defense. <laughs> All of them. Oh, I forget. Nolan Smith. They got him too. Nicobe Dean. Yeah, Nicobe Dean. Get the hell out of here. Hassan Reddick has a little thumb. Jordan I saw Davis. Today. Yeah, they say he's going to be, he'll Back be there for week one. one. Yeah. Just in time. Yeah. Great. That was the thumb as part of the hand that was part of the arm that created the whole Brock Purdy. Correct. NFC Championship game demise. I think he should just take as much rest as possible, TJ. <laughs> We're all hoping. I'm hoping Von Miller just wants to rest week one. You're yeah. hoping Saquon Barkley's going to just somehow, some way, have one more, one last impasse. <laughs> he should not have agreed to that contract. You know? He should have We're taken a stand for his fellow We're running back. All hoping. We're all hoping. <laughs> Our week, week one, one hope chest is filled with unreasonable requests. Just take your time. Because, That's Rich, fine. if not Saquon, then who? If take not now, in week one nice. in particular, win. 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 There you go. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> you want Bakhtiari to stay in Green Bay just until week three? Uh, or the whole season. He's going to stay there. But did you see that? We'll talk about that I actually after Don Van Natta. tagged him in an Instagram post. But did you see where he tagged him? On the butt. Well, it's not just on the <laughs> butt. Say what? Says, we'll talk about Blind it. Blindside. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a break and talk about that because the Jets have put Dalvin Cook in front of a microphone to talk about his new digs. That's how we'll wrap up the show. But Don Van Natta Jr., the investigative reporter of ESPN and multiple Pulitzer Prize winner when we come back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Roku channel feed, our radio audience will join us in a couple minutes time. In the same way that I didn't think I'd be talking about my moisturizing techniques with Taylor Lewan, I didn't think that you guys would be talking kicks with Don Van Jr. <laughs> I mean, I didn't are have that doing on the that? Card today. What, do you, what do you have on today, Don? What do you have I've on today? I've got the Knicks, the mid ones, uh, fresh out of the box. Okay. StockX delivery and uh, yeah. Look at you. See, Don't yeah. speak in our language I had to right represent, now. you know, yeah, no. well this done. show. Well done. They're nice and clean. You see that, Rich? You see that? Our, 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 our reputation as sneakerheads precedes right. us. Now, Don comes in, and, and he Don's felt like he had to step his I shoes. Didn't, I didn't Island. know. I would, I would have worn my Frederick Weiss shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't a mid one, right? Nah. Who's nah. a mid well, one no, for he, the... He was mid. He's a, that's for sure. <laughs> no, he's a high one. He was. Didn't they draft him high up, the yeah. Knicks? Didn't they do that? He's mid as a player. Like a Kenny Skywalker. Oh, those yeah. Patrick Ewings. I got it. When, when Kenny Skywalker won the slam dunk contest and he was wow. the first Nick to do that, I was hyped. It's huge. I was. It was huge. It was. I was like uh, oddly proud of shattering. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so are you from New York City? I'm are from you? northern New Jersey. Okay. Bergen County kid. I know what like, that is. Yeah, That's Don Route and all that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. But, okay. You know, exit 68. Nice. Uh, Mawa, Ridgewood. Okay. That area, yeah. That's where you got yeah, started? Yeah, so I was a Knicks and Mets fan, but I'm also a Vikings fan. Because my dad was a Joe Cap fan. Okay. And he, you know, made me root for the Vikings as a little boy, Fran Tarkenton fan. And uh, and then he switched over to the Cowboys because he was like Roger Staubach. And so I have been a long-suffering Vikings fan, four Super Bowl losses. But you, so you, didn't, you didn't make the Cowboys switch is what you're didn't saying. Didn't make the Cowboys switch with that. Yeah, but he saddled me with the Vikings. Well, it, and it's all Joe Cap's fault. You're, you're reporting on Jerry Jones. It's obvious you're not a Cowboy fan. Don. <laughs> <laughs> this is a professional. I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> Shouldn't even and the Wilfs are from New Jersey. The yes, owners they are. of the Vikings. That's right. They're the owners new, they're, of the Minnesota they're, Vikings. They're New Jerseyites yes. owning the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, they are. Okay, so now it's we call full circle. All right, so uh, we're here on our Roku channel stream, back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network as well. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Love this man's work, and I'm not just saying that because you're looking at me introducing you for the second time here. Uh, Don Van Natta Jr., ESPN's investigative reporter uh, on The Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, sir. Great to see you, Rich. Thank what you. did you win your two Pulitzers for? I was at the New York Times. There were staff Pulitzers. Okay. Um, one was the aftermath of 9-11. We did uh, a series of stories about al-Qaeda and uh, won a Pulitzer for that. I think the Times won seven Pulitzers mm -hmm. uh, after 9-11. And the other was about Chinese... Uh, China basically buying uh, equipment that they should not have been buying from uh, some American companies. Okay. And uh, that was the first one. 
Does that include James Harden's wine and shoes now? (laughs) That was easy, right, Chris? It was was easy. That's a layup. That was easy. That was a layup. Um, So what is the story, do you think, of the NFL right now? What is it? I know there's there's a lot. I just gave you a very macro question, but what what do you think, I think that they, first of all, I think they're loving every single economic metric. They're all going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. They love legalized gambling. We talked about this, I think, last time Mm -hmm. I was here Mm -hmm. um, because the Supreme Court had just decided uh, to legalize sports wagering across the country. Mm -hmm. They're thrilled with that. Uh, They're very happy to be rid of Dan Snyder. There's a lot of happiness about that. Everybody that I talked to, um, I think they actually bent over backwards, Rich, to allow Josh Harris uh, a lot of leeway when it came to debt and actually bent some rules on that purchase. Mm-hmm. That's how badly they wanted to get rid of Dan so, Snyder. Yeah, so if you if you had um, ownership on sodium pentothal, they would have said, what about Dan Snyder? Everything that you think, pretty much? Yeah. Did he really threaten to have dirt on, on fellow So we owners? broke that story in October of right. last year, and what he did is he didn't, he didn't threaten it uh, publicly, obviously. He told other owners that he had dirt on fellow owners including Jerry Jones, and on Roger Goodell. And if forced with his back against the wall, he would use it to blow up the entire league. And when we broke that story, I think that that really was the beginning of the end for him because Jerry Jones was his last wall of defense Mm -hmm. in the NFL among the owners. Jerry saw him as a protege for years and years and years. And I think as his support was dwindling among the owners, Jerry Jones was the last guy standing. And when Jerry found that out, I think it was all over. And just three weeks later, mm-hmm. if you remember, he announced he was going to sell the team. Jim Irsay came out shortly after our story at that owner's meeting and said, we have to take a look at Dan Snyder. And then he announced that he was going to sell the team in early November, just a few weeks after that story. And then when he the, the vote finally did just come in, um, I guess last month, Yes, um, that... I, I still couldn't believe it. It was truly one of those, like, I will have to see it to believe it. And even though all the reports were saying, on this day, Dan Snyder is going to sell the team and the owners of the NFL will approve the sale and it's going to happen. Even on that day, I'm like, is this really going to happen? And then a video of Jerry Jones coming up the escalator. Remember we played that video mm-hmm. of him? He had these shades on with a big smile on his face. It's like, today's a great day or something like that. It's I, a great day for the NFL. That's what he yeah, said. That's exactly what he said. And what he meant was because $6 billion was paid, this record amount for an NFL franchise that arguably, you know, is the worst of all the franchises. Dead last in local revenue, a stadium that's crumbling, all the problems that the Washington franchise has, and it still fetches more than $6 billion. That's what Jerry meant. He meant it's a great day. You don't have to play it sound full, but just play the video. So when he's coming up the escalator, we're like, and he's saying this, we thought like, oh, wow, he's so excited to have Dan Snyder out. But instead, he's thinking about his own net worth, is what you're saying, and how much the Cowboys are going to be worth and if, all the, and all not the like he's going to sell it. The Jones family is going to have it forever because there was Steven smiling in the background as well. But that's basically what you're saying. He's thinking right there. There's no doubt in my mind that's what he was thinking. And, and you know, I think they when when we did our story last October, Rich, about Snyder running around saying he had dirt. Now, I don't know whether he had dirt. I just know he was telling people, including fellow owners. Uh, I know that. Jerry Jones still, after our story ran, still said all sorts of nice things mm-hmm. about Snyder. Well, we'll have to see. You know, he didn't want to say anything critically about him. 
critical of him. And I think a big part of that, a big motive for that, was because he wanted to make sure that valuation stayed as high as possible. The owners have their eyes on those numbers. That Forbes report that comes out every year sure. that does the estimates, and obviously the, the, the most valuable franchise is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but they, they look at that, and those valuations have spiraled exponentially. Uh, so when a team like the Commanders, which is in such dire straits, sells for that kind of money, that's what Jerry meant. It's a great day for all of the NFL owners. Tom. Everybody in that club was smiling for that reason. They were happy yeah. to be rid of Snyder, too. Sure. But that's what they were looking at for the future. The next club that comes on the market will be worth that much more. Don Van Natta, Jr. of uh, ESPN here on The Rich Eisen Show. Um, you sat down. You said you just went to Vegas, right? You were yeah. just there. Um, is something? What's the deal with Gruden? What can you tell me? What's going well, on the there? Gruden, the Gruden story is um, the Gruden story is really, I think, uh, the biggest concern among the owners right now because Gruden has said that he uh, is not going to settle. So it's now in the Nevada Supreme Court, the lawsuit that John Gruden filed against the NFL and against Roger Goodell, mm -hmm. alleging that they leaked those emails that cost him his job and his career. And Gruden has told people that he will burn the house down. He'll burn the NFL down to get the truth. And my sense since our story, you know, that we did, I uh, did with Seth Wickersham, my colleague at ESPN, mm -hmm. you know, I've talked to people around Gruden, close to Gruden, and he is all in to get the truth. So if the Nevada Supreme Court rules in his favor, there will be discovery. And that discovery means that Gruden's attorneys can subpoena Roger Goodell, every single owner if they want to, mm -hmm. to try to find out if the NFL did, in fact, leak those emails that cost Gruden his job. When does that ruling in the Nevada Expected come in down? October. Expected in just a couple of months. But I know from talking to people around the league, owners and executives, they're very, very concerned about it because Gruden is very, very upset. He wants the truth. He said no number on a check will satisfy him. And he wants his he wants his career back. I think he wants to coach again. As you know, you know he's working with the Saints. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. he's he's been at the yeah. Saints training camp. But I imagine doesn't the NFL? I mean, with discovery, not everything is going to be great for John Gruden to come out, right? I mean, uh, and and if he burns the NFL's house down, which owner is going to say, "Oh, yeah, we'll hire you and put you on the sideline"? So. That's great. That's a great question. So that, the other, the other issue too, Rich, is the six hundred fifty thousand emails that were amassed. Those Bruce Allen emails as yes. part of the Wilkinson investigation, and the worry is the discovery will lead to those emails as well coming out. Yeah. And we've heard from people around the league. There's all sorts of other dirty laundry hidden in those emails about all sorts of people around the NFL. So the NFL is in a defensive crouch, very, very concerned about the lawsuit, and it's uh, the balls in the court. The Nevada Supreme Court's and so here. and Gruden is just still angry, pissed about everything else. That Extremely happened. angry. What do you and, think happened? Well, our story laid out, I think, a pretty compelling case that there were a number of groups that had access to the emails yes. and were involved in the leaking. We reported that Demora Smith, uh, the outgoing now the ex head mm -hmm. of the National Football League Players Association, yeah. had gotten a, a copy of that first email yeah. and bragged that he leaked it to the Wall Street Journal. That second set of emails to the New York Times, Rich, um, I believe that the league had something to do with it. That's what our reporting showed. Mm -hmm. uh, Rock Nation, our reporting showed, people told us, was also involved. Desiree Perez, uh, really? the CEO there. Yeah, that was that was reported in our story uh, last month where we laid it all out. I think that everybody had a motive to leak it. 
and I think we late who had access to it. Uh, we went into and you and I talked about it when I was on your show just a couple of weeks ago when yeah. I was on the phone. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of animosity between Roger Goodell and John Gruden, certainly in John Gruden's mind. Uh, he was running around, you know, telling people, you know, I, I, I'm the head of the F Roger Goodell club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the his lawyers believe that got back to Goodell and that was a motive for uh, yeah. Goodell greenlighting the leak. It just like I I I, I mean I again uh, I'm I'm I just hear something like that and I'm just like the commissioner's got so many other fish to fry like he's he's hearing John Gruden's bad mouth and I'm that that might just he would laugh that off not like say let's do something that could potentially be blow up in our faces here you know and he know like that's the thing I don't understand if the NFL leaked it then this is a this is something that the NFL doesn't want discussed that 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 an executive and a coach is actually saying these sorts of things. I mean that that's what the NFL has said not, in court. You're right. you're you're hitting right on a really and, important point. Right. Is the NFL has said in court, you know, we had no incentive to do this. This was going to be disruptive to a season that was going along great. And you know, and actually what happened was once those emails were leaked, and it was this, you know, huge controversy huge. all over again. It reminded everybody of Dan Snyder all over again. And just a week later, Congress opened up that investigation, that wide-ranging investigation that subpoenaed Dan Snyder. Remember when he was on his super yacht running around <laughs> the Mediterranean and, and avoiding that subpoena? Roger Goodell had to subpoena. It wasn't just an investigation of Dan Snyder and yeah. the Washington Commanders. It was an investigation of the NFL. So the consequences of those leaks were very, very dire. They led, I believe, yeah. to Snyder eventually having to sell the team. Well, and, and and again, I know we discussed this the last time you were on, but I, it, it it's true that Snyder called Gruden fat and, and that's the genesis of the spat between these two men that led to potentially all of this stuff. Yeah. They, they, they didn't like each other. And then there was this one incident in our story. A lot of people don't like Dan Snyder. (laughs) Yes. It seems like there's a lot of folks, but okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, but absolutely right. It was, it was, they were back and forth one night in a restaurant. Uh, Gruden has told people that Snyder was quite drunk Yeah, and uh, they got into it. And uh, yeah, you know, you're, you're fat. Snyder said, Gruden, you're fat. Gruden said, I'll dribble your head like a basketball. And uh, <laughs> it was just ugly language. And, and so from Gruden's perspective <laughs> and his camp's perspective, they're thinking, okay, this is another reason, another motivation that Snyder had for initially looking at these racist, misogynistic, emails that Gruden wrote years ago when he was an announcer at ESPN yeah. and said, let, let, let's get him out there. Let's get rid of this guy. And from the perspective of the Gruden camp, they believe Goodell also had a similar motive that Snyder and Goodell looked at Gruden the same way and, and helped push these emails out to get rid of Gruden. Don Van Natta here on the Rich Eisen show from ESPN, the investigative uh, reporter. So um, what's the future of football on TV? Do you think, uh, you know, obviously we're on a streamer right now. Uh, Amazon Prime has Thursday Night Football. YouTube uh, TV is getting the Sunday ticket, um, which, by the way, you can get right here on Roku. I'm mandated to to say. Um, so, uh, and and Peacock is going to have a playoff game this year behind a paywall. That's a first. What do you think the the future of television is? for the NFL based on some of the uh, conversations you're hearing? Well, I know that the owners love, obviously, the more people at the table with deep pockets and the streamers, the apples of the world and Amazons have very, very deep pockets and run up 
the score, run up the price for the packages, the happier they are. Right. And there was actually a movement, Rich, years ago to get the streamers involved even earlier because mm-hmm. there was a sense among some of the owners, look, the, the quicker we can go to this uh, world of five, six, seven different carriers with a piece of the NFL pie, the higher it will be, the higher the cost will be for every single one of them. Now, we have a long, I think it's a nine-year deal, right? Yeah. The media deal is a long way off now because, of course, we have labor peace for just as long. But, uh, but no, they love it. The owners and executives love it. They love uh, the fact that... Uh, the Sunday ticket package is going to to YouTube, and uh, and it appears that you're going to be able to watch what four games or eight games you're going to be able to do your own octobox, I think, right? Watching, well, uh, Scott, I just I just saw that in the last day or two. I mean, that's Scott something. Hansen will be so jealous that you get yeah, to do exactly. it on your own. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, taking some of Scott's territory. Yeah, there, I know. Right? You yeah. don't, don't, you know, you don't. You better have the horns if you go with that. <laughs> Okay, um, so um, why am I looking at you as I deliver that? I'm looking for the laugh, Chris. That's what I'm looking for. I know what you want. Thank you. Um, and so uh, how about this one? Um, what do you think's happening with the running back market, Don? You hear collusion, and I keep saying, yeah. like, what do you think? Like, all 32 owners, are, let's close the door, and let's make sure running backs don't get paid. It like, feels that way. It feels that way. But it really does. But you um, know how it works in these I, rooms. Like you, like you really think that they're, that's what's happening right now, for real? Yeah, I mean, you know, there there are people around. Certainly, there are people on the union side that believe there was collusion when it came to keeping Ray Rice out of the league mm-hmm. after what happened back in 2014, mm-hmm. keeping Colin Kaepernick out of the league. People believe that was, uh, uh-huh. you know, a, a smoke-filled room discussion that happened among right. uh, among the membership, as they call themselves, the owners. Uh, I don't know. It feels that way um, because uh, it's so pronounced and it's so dramatic. Yes. And and it's happened uh, so suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to dig into it. OK. It's a good subject. Again, I don't want uh, to yeah. infringe on the stuff no, that no. you're working on yeah. right now or potentially not. Yeah. Um, and again, this might be a better question for your colleague, Seth Wickersham, but I'll ask it anyway to see if you have any two cents on it. Uh, Chris Brockman, diehard Patriot fan over there, has been talking about it for a while, that Belichick is potentially on a hot seat this year, that that he's coaching for his gig. Any conversations that you've heard or had that you're willing to share on yeah, this front? I, I, Craft? I, th- I think there's some truth to it. Um, I, I mean, just some of the buzz that I've heard. Craft yes. uh, is impatient. He's very spoiled. <laughs> he had such a great run. He doesn't like... Uh, what he's seen in the last couple of years. They have a complicated relationship. Seth went into it in in some detail in his book. Yes. Um, and uh, it's not as close uh, as people think. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to believe that Belichick would be on the hot seat, right, with, with maybe the, arguably the greatest coach of all time, certainly in the conversation, right, with Lombardi. And, mm-hmm. But, um, but, yeah, uh, Kraft wants to win again. Kraft has his eye. The other thing about Robert Kraft, you may know this, Rich, is he has his eye on that Hall of Fame prize. Unfortunately, he did not get named not the finalist named. yesterday. He did not. Yeah. And I know how much that disappoints him, it deeply disappoints him. Um, you know, there's a rivalry between Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft. I've talked about it before. Um, and the fact Jerry got in quite a few years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, and Kraft is not there. Kraft feels that he's been just as instrumental uh, in the business side of the NFL, growing the TV uh, stuff. He's, he was involved in that committee for uh, for years, 
and was quite instrumental in growing that part of the business for the NFL. So what is it? Is it the the scandals, the cheating scandals that were that no, I don't know. I would have, the the Patriots. I don't have a vote. I would have to ask you know the Peter Kings of the world that sure. question. Um, but certainly from Robert Kraft's perspective, that the people around him that I've talked to, it's like look, look at look at what we've done with the franchise. I mean the the dynasty. And also what I've done for the NFL. Well, and I'm hugging it out with Jeff Saturday during the lockout. That's right. That was pretty damn big. Huge. I lost m- much of my remaining hair during 2011. <laughs> no, he came to the rescue. That's exactly right. On that first CBA when DeMora Smith was in charge, it was really Robert Kraft and Saturday who cobbled that deal together. And so, yeah, there's a there's a strong argue, argument I think you can make for Robert Kraft. So, yeah, um, I, I know he's very, very disappointed, and that's something he desperately wants. And the last one for you, what did you make of Jim Irsay's comments about Jonathan Taylor and basically like, hey, we're all going to be dead one day and the NFL is going to move on without us, so why do I need to pay my running back? You know, like, Yeah, it's Irsay, you- it's Irsay being Irsay, but it gets to your earlier question again of that kind of a comment I think is intended to send a message. Irsay is very good at sending messages. He did to Dan Snyder, and I think that was— To his credit— he was his, one of the only owners to come out and basically say, we got to do something about this guy. He was the only owner, Rich, to, right. to actually, right, to have the courage to do that. Now, I believe other owners were very, very happy that he did it. He was sure. sort of the spokesman for uh-huh. the, the, the men and women in that room. But, right. um, but yeah, I think that that was another loud message that was sent by Ursay that this market is, uh, you know, and, and I think Ezekiel Elliott's contract, if, it, if I had to look at it, is, is a big reason why there's a reset. It was a massive amount of money. And look at the wear and tear on him, the injuries that occurred, and now he just signed this one-year deal. And I, I think they thought, we're not doing that again. Yeah, I guess Zeke's contract, um, Gurley's contract, right? Todd, Todd Gurley's yes. contract. Yes, that's right. But McCaff- it's, and the thing that I can't, you know, that, that is just amazing, McCaffrey's contract, right? And how I think he's worth every penny. And, you know, even heard Aaron Rodgers say when Dalvin Cook signed, he was caping for the running back market about how, you know, you got to run the football to win in this league. He's not wrong. And but when it's time to running backs are valued up until the moment they ask for their money to be valued properly. That's right. And I think there's something wrong about that. Um, But they are in a position where somebody could be drafted and immediately have an impact in a way that other positions aren't, you know, like that but put it all together though it's just wild to me that the supposed uh fungibility of the position began in the mike shanahan world yes and the coach who employs the highest paid running back right now is kyle running an offense very similar to it so even this offense where olandis gary and mike anderson we all know the the litany um, succeeded, they still have the guy that's valued the most and is paid the most. It's kind of wild. It is wild, and we'll see what McCaffrey does. I mean, that's the that's the other fascinating thing that will play out this season, right, is to see, okay, there's a devaluation of the running backs in the marketplace, yeah. but let's see now if there's a devaluation of the running backs among the coaches and on the field, and that's going to be really interesting to do that comparison this season. No doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, Don, thanks for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. Anytime. anytime. Let me know when you're in Los Angeles and I, you I got will. a seat here anytime. I'm always fascinated appreciate to know what's on your mind, what's Thank in your, you, your notebook that you're willing to share. Uh, <laughs> everybody to check you. out Don Van Natta on, do we call it X now? 
It's always I, I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't think I'll ever call it X. <laughs> and that you, stupid you, X Don. on our phones. Yeah. Well, you've yeah. made the mistake. You that, updated. Don't update. Oh, you're not supposed to update? I made the mistake. Well, you're supposed to update. Well, but if you want to keep the but, you know, blue you got bird. that X on your, your front of your iPhone just looks horrible. It is right? horrible. Yeah. Move, it to, the, move it to the second swipe. Move it over. Oh, okay. Yeah, move it over. Simple, simple way to make Don's life better. <laughs> take the mug, by the way. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. It. I would love that. Don't take it. He said yeah, uh, yeah. Jeremy Schapp gave him grief for taking an outside the lines mug. I what? did. I, I, I was so proud to be on the outside the line set the first time. Yeah. And I just took the mug. I figured you could, right? And I get home and I see scotch tape on the bottom. It says, Jeremy. I stole Jeremy Schaap's <laughs> mug. Uh, I will never hear the end of that one. So ESPN doesn't have too many OTL mugs. No, oh. they're limited. Now, can you do you still have the mug? I do. All right, do me a favor. Yes, sir. <laughs> Scratch underneath the Jeremy tape and see if it says Bob underneath it. <laughs> That's a great... Because maybe they only have I, one mug I, I, <laughs> that gets handed down. That's right. And you five-finger discounted Jeremy's I, I, mug, Don. When I get home to Miami, now. Rich, I will do that, and I will let you know. Please, it says let Bob me know. If it says Bob underneath it, you have struck gold. You're really? definitely not giving that back. On, that's going on eBay right away. <laughs> Don Van Natta here on the Rich Thank Eisen you. Show. We'll wrap up in a moment. See you, Rich. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. What nickname are you most proud of that you did? By the way, I knew that's when I arrived is when you called me Betty uh, Davis. Rich Betty Davis Betty Eisen. Davis Eisen. The thing about the nicknames, and I know we've talked about it, is they never, this is revisionist history, when people write, well, he really wanted to do this to be famous. Garbage. I did it because it was 2.30 in the morning and it said Seattle 5, Kansas City 2 with no pictures for a minute. Yeah, right. You got to go with something. <laughs> right. So here's Julio, won't you let me take you on a seat cruise, had three doubles for the Mariners. <laughs> okay, so it's just, it came out, it worked. It, we, we, that's not the question you asked me. The ones that work the best are the ones that, they're all plays on names, none are derogatory. But you don't have to eat. So Bert be home. By 11. Right, okay. that's a good one. So, well, you don't have to know he's a pitcher. You don't have to know he throws a curveball. Right. You don't have to know anything. Right. 
Every kid's heard it. Every parent said it. You don't even have to be a baseball fan to get that. So a lot of them are food. Some of them are, I mean, John, tonight, let it be Lowenstein. That's I mean, um, there. I mean, there's Jose, can you see Cruz? <laughs> o to B, Young again, McDowell. Oh, that was- <laughs> I mean, there was Jim, two silhouettes on Deshaies. I mean, that's music. Joe, actual retail Joe price. price. I mean, there's just, it's, it but, a here, great it's it, but there's, it's a game everyone can play, you know? And then then yeah. with football, you go over to high, only under highlights. And, you know, Eric sleeping with BN. That's my favorite Eric sleeping with BN. Or Bernard innocent until proven guilty. Until proven guilty. Everybody has their favorite. Andre Bad Moon rising. Well, that was next. Well, he tattooed Bad Moon right here. On uh, pre-tattoo no. days, Andre's great. On, buddy the left, mine. on the left bicep. No, no way he knew who Creedence Clearwater Revival. Was. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But Bad Moon Rising, you know. There's tons of them. Ah, yes, the great Chris Berman and our set at the Super Bowl years ago. YouTube.com/slash Rich Eisen Show for our full archive. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is always the number to dial. What a show, right? Yeah. Talking moisturizing with uh, Taylor Lewan and then the seat that Will Compton was sitting in as well. Uh, I use the word fungibility with Don Van Natta Jr. And I just think that just shows you my range, range. and depth. <laughs> Unfortunately, I forgot to hydrate. I pulled something. Aye. So no pickleball this weekend. Oh, uh, that's not true. I'm ready. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> hey, Dalvin Cook's a jet, people. Congrats. Oh, I'm so excited. Is he playing this weekend? Uh, good question. I don't know. I don't care. How's that sound? As long as he plays week one. Yeah. Because we're much better for it. And yeah, we. I just used the we. Oh, so the cheerleading is back. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I'm excited. Put the jersey on. You have it behind you. Uh, I have put, a jersey. Just put it on. No, I'm not putting it on. <laughs> I almost got him. Dalvin Cook today asked why he signed with the New York Jets. Had this answer. Uh, I think collectively, you know, when I came on my visit, I think I pretty much seen everything I needed to see. Uh, you know, it was good vibe with the coaches, the players, you know, everybody around the building. And, you know, obviously when you dig deep and look into the roster, I think all the pieces are put together. I think I can come help these guys. And you look at the running back room with MC, Brees, Bam, and all those guys with me just adding to it, I think it could be something special. I thought it was just going to be a clip of him saying money and then walking off. Well, I mean, the Jets <laughs> did pay him a nice penny. Yeah. Right? 8.6. Well, I mean, that's with incentives. I think Tom Pelissero said um, his base salary is more than Miles Sanders' free agent signing. Right. For, tw- for his new contract with Carolina this year. So he is the best paid free, free agent, agent running back of 2023. The Jets gave him that title. Like not in count- the middle of August. Not counting Saquon, who signed the franchise tender. And well, then got not, a, he wasn't a free agent. And then got about a million dollars. He's not a free agent. Different story. Yeah. So, yeah. Josh Jacobs, what are you doing, dude? Wow. <laughs> like, uh, the threat of the franchise tag being pulled from him, I don't think is as he must dire not be anymore. worried about it. Yeah. Well, what, what, what are they going to just pull it and say, we'll go to battle with Kareem Hunt or Leonard Fournette? Not with Josh. And let Jacobs walk. Joe Mixon just got cleared of all his charges in Cincinnati. He's not getting cut or anything crazy like that. As you know, he cut a deal to stay in Cincinnati before right, all right, of that. Right. What are the what are the what are the what are they gonna do in Vegas? 
You could get no, Kareem I Hunt mean, and Fournette for the I get it, five, six million yeah, total. It, it's not Josh Jacobs, and you know that. And that's the ultimate respect for both of those running backs right the, now. But the two combined, you can't but you get gotta the same. Win. We're playing a win here. You're playing a win, and he's got a franchise tender. And the question is, is he going to really hold out? Or why Why can't they say, well, I don't know, is he saying no to whatever they – are they not offering him the Saquon deal? That's funny. We haven't heard any really reporting of what their offer, the Raiders' offer, has been for him unless they're just like, here's the franchise tag. We're willing to pay this right. for this year and then figure out – 24 and beyond. Well, that's all well and good, but the main point of it all is Dalvin Cook's a jet. <laughs> and and, and in all honesty, I mean, Brees Hall coming off the pup list, what are they going to give him a few snaps against the Buffalo Bills maybe to get him in there in I week would, one I wouldn't Monday play night? Brees Hall at all. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. We don't have – but you, you have to work him in against the Buffalo Bills, and then you've got the rest of the kids in the in – the, Michael the, Carter's a good player. I know that. I mean, you just went higher register on him for a reason. And Dalvin Cook is going to be the one coming downhill against the Buffalo Bills, which gives the Jets that much more firepower against the team they have to beat in the division. And in order to do that, you have to beat them at home. It doesn't matter if it's week one or week 18. You got to do it. And the Jets improved their chances of that happening with this move. Way to go. Way to go. And he doesn't wind up in Miami either, if that was a possibility. Or Denver in week five. He's yours. What a W. What a win. Um, just that's that's it. I mean, that's what you got to do. You just got to make these moves, yep. make your team better, and week to week it. And in week one a much better opportunity to give Rodgers the balance with Dalvin. Dalvin Cook. <laughs> is Rodgers playing this weekend, or is he not playing at I, all in the preseason? I don't know. I, I don't. He said he doesn't remember the last time he played in the preseason, right? Yeah. I, I'm, he's not playing in the preseason. Get out of here. I so, imagine uh, he's getting enough work in these. He's fine. Inter, you know, he's ready. Practices. Last I thing do. you're going to do is have him tweak that calf in a, you know, right. what, in the Snoopy Bowl or whatever the hell they used to play <laughs> that Sanchez got hurt in? Yeah, Get out of here. Right. Well, that's where Victor Cruz got started. Oh, yeah. Great. I'm just saying. We can we can do without There's it. There's positives. Rest him. <laughs> see him on the first Monday night of the season. And we'll see everyone else on Friday. Tyler Lockett will be our first guest tomorrow. Don't you dare miss that. We're back on the Roku channel to wrap up in a moment on this day.